This talk is offered by Ordinary Mind Zendo. Ordinary Mind was founded by Barry Magid, Dharma heir of Charlotte Joko Beck, and is dedicated to her vision of a psychologically-minded Zen practice adapted to the needs of American students practicing in the context of their everyday lives. Our public programs are made possible by donations from people like you. When I was uh, 11 years old, the age my son is now, my father uh, turned 50, and I was rather uh, shocked at how old a dad I had. And uh, I said to him, gee, dad, 50 years old, you're old enough to die. I think he didn't care for that too much. <laughs> when I turned uh, 60, my son was uh, gentler with me and he uh, wrote out a card that said, uh, Don't worry, Dad, you're only one day older than you were yesterday. <laughs> so you're not so old. But the two uh, different reactions, I suppose, typify our experience of time and aging. And uh, most of the time, the way my son describes it is uh, how I would feel, how I think most of us feel, that we get old one day at a time, and one day doesn't feel much different than the day before, if we're lucky. And uh, the difference is imperceptible. On the other hand, we have this uh, wonderful tradition of marking birthdays and counting years. And uh, when the odometer turns over, you know, it's by the decade, uh, we can't help but uh, mark it. And one of the ways we um, mark it is, I think, inevitably to think about uh, what we've done or what we haven't done in our lives up to this point. I believe it was Oscar Wilde who said that uh, there are two tragedies in every person's life. The first is not getting what you want and the second is getting it. And I think that um, certainly when one uh, turns 60 it's a, a good time to notice one's reaction to those uh, two basic uh, tragedies in one's life and to see how one has uh, responded to them. And I think it's very, very much part of our practice to look at what we've wanted and how we've responded to getting it or not getting it. To look at where did that desire come from? What did we want it for? What did we imagine it was going to do for us? 
And that, of course, is, you know, the basis of the, the second tragedy, the tragedy of getting what you want, because you have to confront the gap between the reality and the curative fantasy that you've carried around for a long time. The deep if-onlys uh, that we so often <coughs> build a life on, build a career on, build a relationship on. If only. Right? If only I was famous. If only I was rich. Right? Yeah? See, those are the... Mostly I've had to uh, deal with getting what I've wanted, for better or for worse. I have become the person I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Who I thought that was, what I th- imagined um, having a chance to be a psychoanalyst, be a Zen teacher, being able to put those two things together. That's really what I wanted to do, and I have been able to do that. So I, I count myself very, very lucky that um, circumstances came together to allow me to uh, fulfill that dream. And by and large, I don't have um, too many regrets about the way it's turned out. Even if, you know, when I started out, I probably thought that uh, Zen Master, you know, was something akin to being Gandalf out of the Lord of the Rings, you know. (laughs) But, you know, when we went to Garrison and I did the Dharma transmission ceremony, I got to hold up that big staff, you know. That was pretty close to being Gandalf. I thought that was very cool, right? So I got to got to do all this stuff. That was fun. <laughs> I think of um, the way my practice has developed and my teaching has developed over the years. Probably, I could say that it has all grown out of a single realization of the inherent perfection of all things just as they are. A deep sense that nothing is broken and nothing needs fixing. And I suppose like, you know, Isaiah's Berlin's hedgehog, I've just sort of had this one idea that I just keep expounding in different forms uh, year after year. It's a realization that certainly is transformed my life and enabled me to work the way I have. But it's very 
uh, we could say it's very one-sided, only half the picture. Um, it's not the kind of realization that uh, propels someone to um, uh, social activism, right? <laughs> it's the kind of uh, realization that uh, runs the danger of uh, quietism, of uh, seeing problems as basically internal rather than uh, social or political, that uh, allows people to come deeply to peace with themselves inside, but isn't directed out outward uh, necessarily uh, in a compassionate activity. Although I think that it's given me a great deal of empathy and compassion for the way people can suffer thinking that they are broken or lacking something. And it's given me a great deal of impetus to help, help others see that that uh, isn't necessarily the case and that therapy or practice or life is not about always trying to fill some inner deficit or fix some inner damage. But it is, it is still one way of seeing life and in the world. It's not the only or the complete way. And it can neglect uh, perhaps the role that uh, others play in our lives and the extent that we need the support and love of others to be fulfilled. Uh, there's always a danger in this practice of feeling that our realizations make us self-sufficient. And I think I've at times um, fallen victim to that and have had to be reminded over and over again that all of us are dependent on one another and one another's support and love. that we do not do this alone. In many ways, I have uh, been able to do the things I've wanted to do, and I'm able to live the life and practice in a way that I've, I want to. I've always wanted to. And I suppose that if I look to the future of what I want from the next 60 years, <laughs> I, I don't feel ambitious for much except more of the same. I've, uh, I suppose I could be accused of le leading a kind of Groundhog's Day existence, you know, doing the same thing over and over again with little variations, maybe trying to get it better the next time. It's not, that, that suits me. I think uh, there's probably a side of the fact that uh, when you experience loss or 
sudden discontinuities in your life, you can get very uh, attached to uh, repetition and sameness. And I'm sure that's happened to me. But at the moment, I'm uh, mostly grateful for the opportunity to have been able to practice with you all these years. Uh, nothing will stay the same. I'm sure we will not be able to do just what we're doing now forever without change. But for right now, I'm very grateful for the opportunity to have done it. And... Uh, Hope we will all continue to be together for a long time to come. Thank you.